Oh, come on. Give me a break. One measly victory over Seth Rollins and your one big happy family? What a joke. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your mom's favorite podcast. I am Ginger Heat, number one in your hearts, number one on the podcast because I get to speak first. Because I am who I am, you're going to have to deal with it. And I am joined by the body. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, whoa. What are you doing? What? You said your mom's favorite podcast. You did. Did I actually did you do that yeah. on purpose? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was you thinking, were doing it on should purpose. I do it as a joke? And then it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Psycho Sid, take two. I am half Jeff the man Harvey. that you are. <laughs> and you are twice the man that I am. Oh, that's you said amazing. it so convincingly. Um, I'm like, is this on purpose? Yeah, I thought well, it was on purpose. Literally, I, I said to my brain, like, we should do this as a joke. You run but then I kept Indeed. waiting for you to say, I'm just like kidding, just I'm just went. kidding. And you just kept you going. Just, like, oh, you just right. did just an, uh, <laughs> an Adam Pierce. Uh, you, you were sitting going, don't, don't say that, don't say that, don't yeah, say exactly. that, don't say that. <laughs> Mac and fart. Ah, <laughs> Mac and fart. Jordan fart. <sighs> well, <laughs> take two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. My name is Ginger Heat, and I am joined by my esteemed colleagues. And I will introduce this time first... The bizarre, the mysterious, the wondrous, the enigmatic, the charismatic. Jason, how are you doing today? I am doing better than I was previously when you heard from me. So that's good. Also, you're announcing me first, which is strange, but I guess I'll allow it. Not as strange as my first introduction. That will, that will certainly make its way in somehow. It will, yes. Um, yes, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it will be no in there somewhere. That. So why don't you go ahead and in- introduce our next guest, Jason? Um, not guest, <laughs> co-host. <laughs> next, I'm full of botches. We man. have I need this whiskey, right? The body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Deves. Ooh, lovely. Um, how are you guys getting on today? Are you feeling good? Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling grand. How are you? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm. Uh... Had a day off today, so I've been watching some wrestling. Um, but other than that, yeah, been pretty chilled, pretty chilled. Out yeah, other than watching the wrestling, the day was good. <laughs> yeah, other than watching wrestling, my, the rest of my day was fantastic. And by the way, I cleaned the inside of my toilet today. So that, oh, does, that, that, tells you, that tells you the kind of level of wrestling that we were dealing with. <laughs> so why don't you introduce our fourth co-host, the fourth and never the least, usually introduced in the middle person. Well, of course, he is uh, a waxy, snake-like creature who is the son of a dentist. <laughs> he is... Uh, Try I and first, make sense of that. Yeah, I, I first <laughs> met this man standing in the square of uh, Köln, or Köln. Cologne, to the, right. to the English speaker, mm. in Germany. He is... The Wax Mamba, Ryan Waxman. How are you, Ryan? Woo! Feeling great, yes. It's the beginning of every good joke. Uh, a Scot and a Canadian walk into a German city, etc. It was perfect. And, and the, the, the birth of... eating some schnitzel, probably. Yeah, schnitzel and lots of, lots of little beers. And the birth of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. There we go. Sorted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Brad was there the as other well. Guy. Lewis as well. <laughs> Brad oh, yeah, is there Lewis. too, and yes, yeah, sir. Not not the vegan dandy, of course, but no. 
another nope. Lewis. There's a lot of them. Did you ever meet the vegan dandy in Scotland? I, no, I never met Lewis uh, in, in person. I never had the privilege, some may say, uh, of meeting him. No one would say no except for you. <laughs> there you go. No, but uh, I only really met him through, uh, through the four jobbers, so I've only e-met him uh, thus oh, far. Nice. And so yeah, do I got to introduce you again, Brad? Is that, is that how this is Tim working? <laughs> no, no. You, you, would you like to? You certainly can. You don't need to. It's up to you. <laughs> oh, we're just going to keep introducing each other in an endless cycle. <laughs> but of course, Brad is our, not host, but introducer, the man who usually leads us off, a.k.a. Ginger Heat, a.k.a. Ginger Heat, a.k.a. Brad. Uh, you may know him, you may not. And if you don't, why don't you? Wonderful. Oh, that's, that's, uh, oh, the Michael that's, Cole with wow. soul. Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole with no soul. No I'm soul. Ginger Heat. Gingers go. don't have souls. Yeah. You do, though. You're the king of all gingers. You have all their souls. <laughs> wow. They say that you know every freckle is a soul that you have taken. So I have collected quite a few. Well, all good. over my body, but none on my face. We are, uh, we're going to be talking <laughs> about somebody who claimed a few souls in his career uh, a little bit later on, I guess. Indeed, but um, what did uh, what did you guys watch this week? AEW SmackDown and Raw. I watched um, the big three. Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man, and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was actually I watched Eat, it, Pray, Love. It was great. I've not watched it. Apparently, it is good. I was w- Eat, Pray, Love or Spider Man? Uh, probably Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying to find it like online. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a bootleg. Nothing. Uh, so I look, and it's on Netflix now. So I watched it yeah. right away. Whose account was that under? My friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Rather than go to Netflix first to see if it was on Netflix, you thought, "Well, where can I get this illegally first, and then I'll go to look." Because it I I checked previously, and then I'll go to my friends Netflix and see if it's there. It wasn't there. <laughs> Excellent. That's so good. Excellent. I got my Scotland top on, representing this time, not representing England. I thought I'd do you, uh, you know, a little favor this time instead of trying to rub it in your face. This one I picked up. It's beautiful. It came in from China just the other day, but it looks pretty good <clears throat> is for it, the price. Is there a name say. on the back of it, or is it just blank? No, blank. Yeah, you okay. can get a name, though, if you'd like, but... What, How, what do you think about the Rangers fans going to be able to buy their team? Would you ever buy the, the Wraith Rovers? Well, th- it, that is a team that is, uh, there are a lot of shares in, like, the town. Like, the town own the team for the most part. It's not owned by a big corporate machine or whatever. Um, so they do have a say, so. The Wraith Rovers or the Rangers? The Wraith Rovers. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they were already, already Wait, community the, owned. You're saying the Range Rovers? <laughs> <laughs> Wraith. Oh, Wraith Rovers, okay. Yeah, Wraith Indeed. Rovers. Indeed. From Jordan's hometown. Yeah. Well, I... They also have a hockey team. We, we do. Uh, five oh, that Flyers. Be, that must be great hockey to watch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... Well, it's funny because I, I met a guy uh, through my job. Um, my, my other job, not my podcast job. Um, and this, he, I was just chatting away to him and I said, so what is it you do? And he said, oh, I, I, I play hockey. And I was like, ah, oh, where is he from? And I could tell he had like a North American accent somewhere. And he, I think he was Canadian. I can't remember. It, this was a while back. 
But he said, oh, yeah, I moved here to play hockey. And I was like, oh, yeah, where do you play? And he said, ah, oh, you won't know. It's a little place in Fife called Krakori. And I was like, yeah, that's where I'm from. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I play hockey. So I, I was signed for this team. So I moved from Canada to Krakori to play hockey. So you can Crazy. joke, but actually, um, you know, they're quite a big team. Oh no! Of course, I'm sure every if there are any um, players, hockey players from the um, British or English uh, hockey league, I'm sure you can all kick my ass both at <laughs> yeah. hockey and in life. And shout out to Tony Hand, British Wayne Gretzky. I know that. Whoa! There you go, Tony Hand. If he you're listening, Scott, give us a shout out. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we'll tag you in this. <laughs> They were going to think you were on the episode. In uh, in slightly other news, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, our guest from a, a few weeks ago, um, David, uh, David Logue, mm. that was on the pod with us, has been nominated for an award. Um, I th- oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, final 10 uh, in the, the top barber award in, I believe it's in Britain. What a boy. Um, and That's I think his, his actual barbershop has barber. been nominated. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think his barbershop has he's been nominated. He's getting jacked. He's winning well. awards. All of this after coming onto our podcast. Can you believe it? What this podcast does for your life? It this elevates it. careers, except for our You own. get a push. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a job does, right? That's true. We're, we're the enhancement talent. Give do. people the push, yeah. Yeah, we are lit- that is exactly what we do. We are the four jobbers. We are there to enhance everybody else but ourselves. Who are we in nowadays WWE? Oh. Retribution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically. We make less sense than them, too, so that's good. That would oh, definitely make uh, Lewis, the vegan dandy, ricochet, for sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh. I mean, Retribution could make somebody's bollocks list today, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's possible. Or pish, whatever you want to, you know, bollocks, pish. One that e- one category. One <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Jason, where do you want to start this podcast with? We have a lot to do. We have Undertaker. We have your homework. We have one good, one pish. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go from well, here? Undertaker is my homework, right? It is. Yes. You tell us. <laughs> you tell us? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with one good, one bad. Sick. Insert music. One good, one bad. One good, one bad. One good, one bad. One good, one bollocks. And, one good, one bollocks. And I think we should kick no. it off with the wax soldier. Wax, Ooh, wax. soldier. Wow, that's a new <laughs> He's one. A soldier, though. Wax soldier. What's <laughs> the son uh, of a dentist, man? <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, okay. One good, one bad for me. Uh, So I don't know if any of you have watched NXT from this past week. Take the opportunity to quickly pitch. NXT War Games is this Sunday. I, for one, will be watching because I have yet to watch a War Games live. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. And it's shaping up to be quite the interesting card. Uh, So at the very least, uh, I don't know that we we would do a full review show for it, but... I will be watching it, and I will be bringing it up next week as well, based on what happens. Uh, And my one good will go uh, to NXT. 
Nice. And I will have to go to the match between Kushida and Timothy Thatcher. I said it a couple months back with Timothy Thatcher, his gimmick where he has his students and he's almost like teaching them how to be good technical wrestlers. Uh, it's really doing it for me. I, I get that that's sort of a very minimal gimmick. He's a good wrestler and that's... That's all we need though. If it's solid, it. I mean, what he is, he's bought in. It's better than nothing. And for a guy who is a very, very, very strong technical wrestler, if not a bit bland, it almost works perfectly for him. He doesn't have that mm. big personality to pull off, you know, uh, a Velveteen Dream, a Cameron Grimes level gimmick. He doesn't have that. But this is in his wheelhouse. He ended up losing to Kushida and was a really, really strong match. Uh, Kushida's getting a very big push right now on NXT. He could be a potential challenger uh, to one of the championship belts depending on where that goes. And Timothy Thatcher uh, and Tommaso Ciampa seem to be developing into a, a little bit of a rivalry, which I nice. like. These are two brutal, brutal, just down violent men, mm. violent gentlemen, if you will. Uh, and they, I think they will put on a great match. So for me, it's just the execution of the story and the wrestling itself uh, made this my good point of the week it, it pushed two guys in a really good way it doesn't make timothy thatcher look weak in regards to his push because he was distracted by champa and then kushida came in with the pin uh and it still pushes kushida much better than when he faced arturo ruas uh last week and that was a, a bit of a bust a little minor um good i can also add uh and brad you uh you touch on this a lot when you talk about wait around work with what we give you and uh, i know i know i should only be having one but no you know touch we're touching we're oh, you're touch. touching the camera oh, touch touch you. i thought you were saying no you're <laughs> no, supposed no, to only no. have one i mean uh this is a very minor <laughs> one this person doesn't have a, ultimately a huge huge impact but uh, as brad says work with what you get what we give you stick around and eventually you know make the best of what we give you and someone who is doing that uh, who i did not expect to be doing that is billy k and Billy Kay, yes. just her small yes. little, yes, yes, uh, a minute, two minute gimmick where she just goes up to everyone, says, "All right, here's my, here's my headshot, here's my resume." <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then she just walks off. It's ironic it's so because they split up the iconics to push Peyton Royce, and Peyton looked pretty good at Survivor Series, but yep. Billy Kay, uh, she's putting herself out there, and again, it's. A gimmick that's very easy to say, oh, this is clearly to laugh at me, to make fun of me. And she's, I think she's owning it. And so just a, yeah, a shout out Yeah, she went and sat on the, the announce yeah. desk in between the two and was like talking to them about it. Even Michael Cole was looking at the camera like, cut, cut. And like, it's, I don't know, it's just a nice little moment. Like she's entertaining. And when she comes out, I'm not like, ugh, or look it. away. I'm like, oh, what's, what's she going to do? Because it's actually like funny and she plays up the annoyingness of it so well. I don't know. I think she's doing a great job. I think, yeah, I think this was uh, just, again, it's nothing mind-blowing. It doesn't have a huge mm -hmm. outcome, but yeah. it's someone who was given something that is probably meant to be a little ridiculous, and WWE wrestling is at its best when it's a little bit ridiculous, and I think she's leaning yeah, yeah, into I it agree. fully and taking full advantage. Will that go somewhere for her? Who knows, but... Who knows? It's it's It's... It's fun to watch. It's just, you know, it gives you a little bit noticed. of enjoyment. That's what we want. It'll get her noticed. It's fun to watch. And she'll yeah. probably end up selling a little bit of merch. 
mm-hmm. it'll be like a t-shirt that says here's my headshot or something like that and then I, i'd buy one of those i do that all the time yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean no, like <laughs> eventually she sells enough merch and vince goes okay we're gonna take you i'm gonna make you a star and that's it you know broad panties make match. it so yeah, they yeah, can't probably. ignore you anymore make it yeah. so they can't ignore you she 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 had a great segment with uh king corbin at survivor series uh, it was on the pre-show unfortunately so some people might have missed it and she's like yeah i have a degree from a university and she just <laughs> left it <laughs> and again just a little thing you Look get at a the contrasting difference between like her she was dropped from a tag team because they're going to push the other person which is usually like now what the hell are we going to do with you taking advantage of it where meanwhile we have Carmella who's getting a huge push in the title picture Sasha Banks and look at the difference pish in push. what's going on there pish push like it's yeah pish push versus uh she's getting a bollocks push but she's making the most of it that's sometimes that's what you got to do that's exactly what yeah. you got to do and we see it time and time again when a wrestler gets something to work with that on the surface might be what am I going to do with this but instead they Garbage. say, you know what? I'm going to go over the top because, mm. again, wrestling is, if nothing else, a little goofy, a little silly. The best it's note you can ever get that. from a director is go to, like, pull it back. Mm-hmm. You've gone too far. Yeah. But no wrestler ever comes close to going too far nowadays until we get those special moments and we're like, oh, shit. You know, like Roman Reigns was never fully bought into this head of the table tough guy until they said, you are head of the table. Yep go be this guy and all of a sudden he's like fully bought in and look at this this is incredible storytelling that i'm watching here in the wrestling world exactly we're not watching some transcendental talent in billy k but it's the start of what could potentially be something really nice uh and then yeah my one actual good is like i said thatcher kushida great clinic in wrestling and good to build two storylines a good way to someone has to lose that match but they still don't look bad Losing it, and it builds to something. So I, I quite enjoyed that from NXT. Uh, that's not my Have a Nice Milk match of the week, but I think I'm going to wait on that because I think someone else might mention this as a good or will mention it in some way, and I want to give that person the, the platform to speak it themselves first. But my one bad, and this is something WWE just cannot stop themselves from doing. It is breaking Sour up milk. teams for no reason, or at least teasing that they will do so and we saw it with the hurt business uh, on monday night raw when cedric alexander defeated xavier woods in a singles match fine match shelton benjamin and mvp were at ringside and when they go in to celebrate with them he runs off and he's celebrating on his own he's doing his own thing yeah i really didn't get what was going on <sighs> at all I, I didn't and i believe retribution had something similar with uh reckoning aka mia yim <laughs> Same thing, right? She lost to Dana Brooke, and they did the same thing. And it's like, why? You're trying to make these teams interesting to us. A breakup storyline, it's just going to make people go, why? Cedric, the whole thing was getting Cedric to join. And, you know, if you have the the storyline be, yeah, he's not really seeing where this is taking his career. He's not getting opportunities. And it slowly builds up. Sure, we can buy that. Mm. I can't buy it if he's just going to walk off. Yeah. For no reason. And then he's going to say next week, oh, yeah, not there anymore. It, but, so. but it didn't, like, I, I, it didn't make sense because the, they came out as a team and were like, we are going to prove to you why we deserve a shot. And even Cedric's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna prove it. I'm going to prove it for my boys. And then he wins the match, which was a good match, and then just mm-hmm. walked off and... 
didn't even turn back and then it goes to a break and I'm like I don't really understand what has happened why no and it, it could be a little premature to be saying okay they're breaking him up or they're breaking him off from her business but it, it's just a weird like they're trying to create intrigue and I don't think that's the way to do it that's that's not the way to do it it just makes us go what the fuck versus oh what's yeah. happening I'm not interested yeah. I'm confused there's a difference so those are my one good and one bad um in regards to Cedric Alexander, uh, last week they had the, the tag match, right, against the New Day. And the person that took the pinfall was Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. He was the loser. And so Cedric this week has a one-on-one match, and he's victorious. And they brought him into the Hurt Business like he was a loser, right? And they bring him into the Hurt Business. And now they're seemingly turning him into a winner even within the group individually, you know, like he loses the tag team match. It wasn't his fault. It was Shelton's fault. So now he, like, he's in this group and he's like almost showing showing off with the members in the group, even though he was brought in as a loser. So maybe that's what they're trying to do, just cause like slight dissension within the group. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get that. And, and I, I think that's a good dynamic to eventually happen. But it, it's not we're not far enough into them as a stable for for us to be doing or thinking about stuff like that they haven't had a significant feud yet as a unit for them to start having dissension like retribution is not a significant feud let's be honest no i mean they've i mean heart business as a tag team have not had a match on a pay-per-view right i don't think so so they've never been together on a pay-per-view on you know in a tag match of any sort so before we even get to that point you're going to potentially tease that you're going to break them up come on it could be a tease they, that goes on for a while or maybe only revisited yeah, in be. a couple of weeks you know maybe it could be like i said it's premature uh but i didn't like the signs that i was yeah. seeing at least or say that. it's because they haven't built them up enough right maybe That's cedric it. alexander genuinely just forgot what he was doing and started walking up the <laughs> ramp and they genuinely were like where is he where is he going maybe. we've got we've got a segment here cut quickly cut maybe why did dana brooke come out remember like during the retribution match i'm, I'm remembering back so she came out at one point she why ca- she came out and slapped um who i thought he i thought his name was mustafa ali apparently it's mustafa ali mustafa Mustafa didn't, M- didn't, Mus- didn't know Mustafa. that that's ch- that's a change um <laughs> they changed his name yes <laughs> so she came out and slapped him because the reason that she was out of the survivor series match is because she was attacked by reckoning backstage oh yeah <laughs> why did they attack her uh because remember mandy got injured so they yeah. d- for some reason and i don't really understand why because Mandy wasn't in the match, you couldn't have her Dana. tag partner. So, oh, right. So right, they right, right. very, very quickly wrote her off on the SmackDown before, eh, sorry, the Raw before, just to get her out of the match, which I don't really get why they did that. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, it's just. Um, but yeah, she comes out uh, and then, yeah, had a little bit of, and that was just to set up the next match. Why that couldn't have been done backstage, I don't know. It had to happen during the match for some reason. There's a lot of stuff in this episode that really didn't make sense. I'm glad that you were able to tie that one back. And we'll see if we can find the tie-ins later with some of these other segments, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Um, does anyone want to go next? Anyone want to volunteer, or should I pick someone? 
I pick Brad. Oh, oh there we go. Wax on this pick. I will go. Here we are. It is me. It is I. It is Ginger Heat. And get ready for story time. No, I'm just kidding. All right, one good, one bad. I actually had one that I think could be a good and a bad. Oh, okay. It could be. Let's let's try this one out. So we had Ziggler and Rude, right? And they came out and they demanded a title match against the Street Profits. So we continue this theme of wrestlers being able to demand a match having never won anything. They've never won these two together. They suck together. But they come out and they say, we demand a title match, and they have to win a match in order to get it. So, of course, you know they're going to win the match. And the night we have the match, it was actually a good match, but it's won again with a surprise roll-up. Yeah. So that was, I think, uh, on the count of one of the shows. I think they're at like 96 or 97 Maybe more now. Maybe we're, we've crossed into the 100 for, for this year or something of the surprise roll-up winning. And I, it wasn't even the only one on the show. Later in the show, we had um, Bianca Belair versus Natty uh, with Bailey on commentary. And Belair punches Bailey, which was really funny. And then, like, Bailey, of course, gets up on the apron, causes a distraction, and there's another surprise roll-up. Why is this Which always the for Bel Air? Why is this always the thing? Bel Air. Yeah. Why can't they just give her a win? Over against Natty. Yeah. Does she need? To, does Natty need to be protected no, right now? No, she's not. She loses all the time. <laughs> you can still put her in Which in, in a four way match, and it's fine. But. Yes, of course, right? Like they're, they're disrespecting Natty. Also, Jordan's favorite um, female well, I, wrestler. I think she's only there to do the job like that's what she that's why she's still there because she coaches she teaches people and she right she makes them look better that's it Nat, natty always will look good everyone knows that she is yes. a great wrestler yeah. and so for her a loss doesn't carry as much as someone like bianca who is still up and coming and needs that Absolutely. momentum and if natty slaps on a sharpshooter and wins a match we're not gonna be like what no we're gonna be like oh wow is natty getting a push this is interesting like because yeah. we know she can win any match even like in kayfabe, out of kayfabe, what do you want to talk about? It she can win any match, right? So but that's the thing. Then. This so if, like, why not just allow her to hit her special move and pin yeah. her one, two, three, and away we go. But that's I it. don't know. Don't, it's just so frustrating. I I've now come out of that match and went okay. So, um, what's her name? Bianca Belair or whatever. She mm. wasn't good enough to beat Natty. That's what I've come out of That's that match. That's basically thinking. what it comes down to. She's not good to enough to like, beat her. She had to have a distraction to to actually help yeah, her. And that's wank. It's that wank. Is, that is wank. You're right. <laughs> so I mean, that's. I guess I'll just use that as the bad. Just the um, the, the the frequency of roll ups. Uh, frequency of roll ups and the constant, just demanding a title shot mm-hmm. and just getting it. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of, of, of these things happening. I also, like, if you're going to do it, do it properly. There's other ways to do that. Yeah, Wait, sorry, what were you going to say? No, just on, on the back of that, that, the thing that annoys me most about that is, yes, they come out and go, I want a title shot. Well, Adam Pierce should appear and just go, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, there we go. No. But, no, but, you have to earn but, it. So you're going to fight some other tag teams. Well, until You're not going to get up so to fight the Street Profits right away. You could also come out and go, do you know what? Fine. We'll give you a shot, but you have to beat another tag team to get it. There's no point in putting them against the Street Profits to prove that they deserve a title match against the Street Profits. 
but the, put the street profits on commentary or put them in the back watching exactly. on a sideways TV. But then the problem is there's no other tag teams. So who are they going Isn't to... there Cesaro and Shinsuke on that yeah, same show? Yeah, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah, but where are they? Like, Where are they? Where's anyone? I don't know. Give me any other tag team. It would make more sense. You're supposed to have a number one contender, aren't you? Or someone that could fight for the number one contender? Who's that? Why aren't they fighting the number one contender? Why are they just getting a title shot? Because there's nobody else. That's the problem. It's just so fucked. It is. It is. Anyway, I'm just frustrated with it because there's a lot of good stuff happening and then we keep having these same patterns that are just stupid and annoying and they're so easy to fix. You beat the champions in a non-title match and next week you can have them in a title match. Yeah, oh. that's that's stupid. Or is it even at the next week, or is it on the pay per view? Oh, who does TLC. whatever you It'll want? Be TLC, I imagine. Well, even even that, like both ways, is just frustrating. Anyway, um, I don't know which one of you did either of you talk up are either of you two going to talk about the end of SmackDown? Possibly, uh, it's I guess perhaps not. one of my goods. So, well, I'm going to talk about my boy Sami Zayn having a crazy match with Daniel Bryan. Awesome match. Shenanigans all over the place. Daniel Bryan is a fantastic wrestler. Yep. I still, yep. you know, I'm not in love with his character, but that's just a personal choice or preference, whatever. A per- He's a personal amazing. Choice. <laughs> it's not a choice. I don't think it's a choice. I choose I'll choose to, to dislike it. him. It's, yeah. <laughs> in the back, Jay, like Daniel Bryan takes a shot at Jay Uso. So Jay Uso comes out later and, uh, well, it doesn't come out. He beats him up in the back because Sammy wants to get him counted out. So Sammy's just like had enough. Runs to the back. He's just going to leave. So Daniel Bryan chases him, of course, because I guess you want to drag him back to win the title or whatever. Um, so only Sami Zayn returns to beat the 10 count and wins. That was which great. I thought was fantastic. I, I, Dirty actually, rat. I actually laughed. <laughs> like I, I thought it was just going to be a stupid double count out, and then Sami runs yeah. in. I'm yeah. like, that's great. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, thank God it's not a double count out. He runs back in like a rat. I don't if think I've seen that. that. Like I can't remember the last no. time I saw like the heel or, or the guy that <laughs> ran away sneak back in, you know? It's so good. If they could do something like that every single week with Sami, just have... <laughs> like. He never needs to actually win a match. Just have Sammy do some rat move. I don't, I don't care what it is. Running in the back, coming forwards, tying somebody's leg up in the rope. Or... <laughs> and I... when he does wrestle, he's so good. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, because the whole match is great because he's a great wrestler. And then it doesn't. it almost doesn't matter how it ends because the yeah. actual match has been so good. It, that neck, the neck breaker thing that he did yeah, on the on the, the brain buster, buster. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I always appreciate a good his brain arm buster. Under yeah. Holy shit! Against Daniel Bryan too, like well, exactly. everyone in the whole world just went. <gasps> yeah, that's. <laughs> and that for, was to, that for the title? Done. Was it for the title? The match? I don't believe so. No. 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 I think it was a chance at the title or something again, wasn't it? A... It's one of those beat him and then you might be able to. Nonsense. Well, yeah, because Daniel Bryan's been talking about going for the Intercontinental title. He wants to win it, yada, yada, yada. But then in the back, later, Sammy's supposed to be getting interviewed in, like, this fake ring in the back that I've never oh, seen before, whatever. But yeah. Big E comes out, and the banter between Big E and Sammy was really good. Some some good jokes, obviously, there. And he's talking about how it's so much more impressive to win by a 10 count than a simple 3 count. And so Big E shakes his hand and starts counting to 10 as he's squeezing his hand Whoa. and Sammy starts yelling and, and Sammy didn't oversell it yeah. but yeah he was just like oh, oh. like I don't know yeah, yeah. He's, it's five, five. also <laughs> just an easy way so you can keep having Sammy find these these greasy ways and it's a very easy way to set up for something like a steel cage match 
where then the possibility yep. of a count out is excluded. They're stuck yeah. literally in something. And now it's like, oh, he can't escape. He can't wiggle his way out of this. Now what's so going to happen? what's he going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And TLC so is obviously perfect for that because you can literally have any uh, stipulation you want in there, which is, yeah. It's, it's And so hopefully, you know, like Sammy and Biggie, obviously I love anything to do with that is fantastic. Daniel Bryan, Sammy Zayn, fantastic. So Sammy Zayn is like, you know, really the catalyst for so many people right now and, and elevating their game. Absolutely. So and vice versa, you know, obviously working with Daniel Bryan is gonna make you good and you're working with Biggie, like obviously that's gonna be good too. So I don't know, I'm loving anything to do with that right now is really got me hooked and I'm loving SmackDown because you know, you get Sami Zayn and it's you're gonna have a good time. And, of course, one of you will hopefully talk about the end of SmackDown. All right, we'll who's see. next? Waxman, who's next? Oh, okay, I'm picking everyone. Uh, Jason. All right, um, <clears throat> I'll start with good. And uh, my good is going to be macro, more macro. I mean, he did, he did it's going to be Jay Uso, right? The Uso Penitentiary. He was in a cell with his brother, but who knew that he would do even better in solitary confinement? Because now he's alone and he's killing it. I was just like, I was watching him this week and he was great as he always is. And I was just thinking about how he's main eventing all these SmackDowns. He's fighting Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, Kevin Owens, like all these, these, they're, they're going to be legends. They're going to be Hall of Famers, right? Sammy. Sammy. Did he fight Sammy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to say he's a legend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sammy Stan. <laughs> Sammy Stan moment. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, Jay Uso. Just think back to when we when, when we heard uh, his brother was injured and uh, he's going to be on his own. Did we expect any of this? No. Has no. he lived up to it? A hundred percent. And every every week it's better. Yeah. And he's more ruthless this week. He was going after everybody. He was like Kane back when uh, he was unmasked and just destroying everyone and yeah. going nuts. He's just like going after everybody because Roman's like, you gotta, you gotta make him respect us, the head of the table, you know. So I, good promo, good promo at the start with Jay uh, coming out first and like sucking up to Roman. You know, did a really good job there, and then Roman comes out, and it's like, oh shit! Now Roman's coming right. out. Like, it's what is he gonna do? And he just like barks a bunch, and then he just walks out. So like that was, and Jay was just standing there, like he just he's doing a great job with that, like playing off of Roman. He's he's well, not stealing the spotlight, but he's still owning some. Like, yeah. good job. Yeah, it's a beautiful dynamic because Roman is calm, cool, collected, and but yet still ruthless and uh, terrifying. And Jay Uso is reckless and crazy and just destroying people and just doing everything he can to live up to Roman, the complete opposite of Roman's demeanor. And it's just magic every time they're together. Um, so, yeah, just props to Jay Uso in general. I just want to give a shout out. Like, he did good this week. You could say, like, him beating up Daniel Bryan in the back was great. His match with Kevin Owens was great. Um, who else did he beat up? Didn't he, didn't he beat up someone else? He was going after Ooh, a bunch of people. Well, he's involved in three segments this yeah. week. That's yeah. crazy. All... How many guys get involved in three big segments? The opening so promo. Was, yeah. Oh, the, the, Otis. All the chair shots on he Otis. Beat the yeah, shit out of Otis. Three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, what I was going to Like, he went crazy on him. This yeah. is, but this so is many a, chair shots. A, a good example of, like, a story that's overarching for the whole show. Yeah. Like, I, yep. I, I hate when I watch, like, uh, a segment and then it cuts to the commentators and they're like, well, that was wild. Coming up next, yeah. we've got it. And they just move on like it's nothing. <laughs> like, oh, that's the end of that. Don't yeah. think about that anymore. 
But this whole Roman and Jay thing, it starts the show, it's in the middle of the show, and it's at the end of the show. Like, it's... Good call. Roman and Jay are SmackDown. Right now, that dynamic and their feud with whoever else it is, they are SmackDown. And that is a story. That's what I want. I want to be able to watch the show and be like, oh, I know why this is happening and I can see why that's going on and this is tying into that and he pissed that guy off and, well, he's pals with him. Like, why would Jay purposefully lose the match against Kevin Owens by beating the shit out of him with chairs? Oh, if you watch the whole show, it completely makes makes sense. sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. To drive fear into him with every chair shot. Yeah, I'm loving it. And like Roman said, you're you're not going to lose. Don't you fucking embarrass me. If you're going to lose... Like, you just you can't lose. You're out of the family. So you're either going to win or you're going to scare the shit out of people. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And he's like, Kevin Owens was had chances to win that match. He went for the stunner. And then Jay just like, he was still doing okay. But at one point, he was just like, fuck it. Grab the chair and just start beating with it. I was like, this is great. Like, I, it totally, it's the one time a schmoz like that makes sense. Because yeah. he's just like, I'm not fucking losing. I'm going to just beat the shit out of him. But then, obviously, it backfired because of Very good Kevin Owens storytelling. And- which we don't see very much of, but no, when it don't. happens, it happens, uh, and you have to. Sorry to steal it. all your thunder here, Jason. Yeah. This is a great topic to talk about. You know, it's super exciting. Everyone's got a smile on their face. How often are we talking about a segment with big smiles on our faces like this? No, I love it. I, like I'm glad that we can all cat. be positive about something and not just complain about wrestling. Um, and yeah, it's crazy how much he can carry. He's car- how much he's carrying. It's nuts. You know, like, um, it's like... Uh, he just got back from cancer. Who is this guy? He's a beast. Well, him, but yeah, I'm talking about Jay also. Like, how much he's carrying. He's doing... The, he's having these matches. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's out there. Um, so, props to him. That's my good. That's a very big good. And I think there's, like, nothing that's, he's got... These guys can't the do. That's the goodest good. It's like... That is the goodest like when, good. when he was against Roman, right? I'm like, well, how are they going to turn it and make it believable? And he's going to start mm-hmm. doing stuff for Roman. Now, guess what? He is. And we love it. So this is, and we understand why. There's nothing he can't do right now. He's untouchable. But it's Him class and because this is just going to build and it's going to be slow. It's going to be real slow, and I'm loving that. It's going to build. Or I hope anyway that it builds and builds and builds, and he keeps keeps getting beat down by Roman, and he's you're you're shit, you know all this kind of stuff, <laughs> and eventually he's just going to snap, and we're going to get Jay versus Roman again, and it's going to be badass. Like this dynamic versus how the break between Seth and Murphy was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of (laughs) Murphy. If they eventually go to a break, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want to talk about bad? Yeah. Um, Like Blake Murphy. I like Blake Murphy. I think he deserves. It's just Murphy now. Whatever. Murphy. (laughs) I I think he deserves, you know, a chance, but I don't know if this is it. You know, like all of a sudden like a, a, another sneaky good is baron corbin saying what we're all thinking like what's going on here one match with seth and now you guys are all best friends and you're okay with him that's a great moment being with your 19 year old daughter like it's all good now like, okay yeah. all right um yeah he, he's with your underage daughter he also yeah. tried to take your eye out and he also beat your, your son he, he beat your son <laughs> almost to death with a bamboo with stick. sticks like i know yeah, and forget all of that off like such idiots Unless there's some scheme yeah. or that we yeah. don't know yet, I don't. I, they just look like idiots. They're supposed to look like the good guys, but they look like idiots. Oh, they look like good guys, but then they go and fight Baron Corbin, and they're the heels, and they cheat against Baron Corbin, and yeah. I, like, so <laughs> I don't understand. Are they going to turn into like, like heels now? 
don't know, maybe. Is Murphy gonna t- that would be a crazy storyline. Murphy turns them all evil and you know. And it was all part of a greater family. plan with Seth. To, yeah, to, and then Seth comes back. There, Seth wasn't. Uh, there was no Seth this week, right? I don't, no, yeah, there that wasn't. Was, that was good. Yeah, that He's was still, good. Uh, <laughs> that it was, was good, <laughs> but I would like to have seen some follow up versus. You know what he did at Sir, but maybe that's a, a slow yeah. burn type thing. Maybe uh, maybe yeah, he's just gone. Gonna like, all right, for just a please while. forget about that moment maybe. and please forget about him. I th- I, th- I think <laughs> come back, Fred. That that's him gone. Maybe for for a paternity thing. Pat leave, yeah, make, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I do not like Murphy's ring gear. I don't. I I just minor thing. Don't like it. What are the oh. what are the tassels? What are the tassels? It just doesn't make sense. The Murphy tassels. Would you prefer the tassels, them if yeah. they were on his nipples? <laughs> would that ah uh, would that get the uh the old milk flowing <laughs> certainly wouldn't curdle it certainly wouldn't curdle it yeah that's it blake murphy as J- as jason called him uh blake. <laughs> i don't like the, the one name thing i don't i'm not down with it I don't, his I don't name's like not blake, blake. Oh, what was it? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Blake, Blake was his tag team partner. Oh, whatever. I thought you did it on purpose because yeah. the Pokemaster. It was uh, Wesley Blake, right? Wesley, yeah. Some Gym leader. Uh, yeah, buddy, sorry. Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck to him, bud. Um, uh, yeah, so that's my bad, I guess. The, the Mysterio family is bad. And, uh, yeah, I don't. where do they go from here? They're going to be heels? They're just going to cheat to win? I don't know. That is a that is a valid point. Where are they going to go now? Now they yeah. they finished the Seth storyline. Murphy's with them now, but like now what? I, I completely agree with you, Jason. Yeah, but it just now seems what? like they've moved from. And where's Mama Mysterio? One, one, Why isn't she part of the family anymore? Is she going to come <laughs> back being like, "You guys are all heels now. It's terrible." Yeah, I don't maybe know. she's going to come back with Seth. Come back <laughs> with a nice fresh Gucci shirt. Uh. What? Yeah. What? What is I don't Versace? Know. I don't even want to deal Versace, with Versace. None of this stuff no more. Ugh. None of them. We went from Jason. You should have led with the bad. Now I got a bad taste in my mouth from that. Good. And I had such a good taste in my mouth. <laughs> I like to leave, leave y'all with a bad taste. <laughs> leave on a high note, Jason. But, leaves uh, on a low is anyone going to talk about Carmella? <laughs> I mentioned her earlier. Um, oh. But yeah, please, please go for it. Because what the hell? Oh no! I just like I'm not interested. Like I think she's. She, I'm not, I'm not gonna shit on her. I just don't think what she was given, like the generic, I just danced for you people, and now I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> like the generic crap. But everybody won't. liked her right before she left. That's what I don't understand. It doesn't even make sense. Right before she left, she was with um. Yeah, but she was she didn't win anything. I guess right. She was just chasing around the 24/7 title. She was a joke. So such a used gimmick. I mean, you it's have one so of the played like, great wrestling mind, you know, in your family or connected to you. Well, no, I mean, I was d- I, I was know, down to get behind her, you know, uh, but she's just she's not giving me anything. She comes back with the the X factor as said. her finisher, and like uh, I'm like, no, uh, yeah. The outfit, the the the, the, the crazy leather. Whatever. I mean, that doesn't really matter. No. Is if her character, if she had some sort of th- something to say other than just like I do what I want now. <laughs> well, you come back You're and you got nothing jerks. to say, then we don't care. You never supported me. Yes, we did support you. You you were actually. You know, with Enzo and Cass, you were you were loved, and you know, and then again, just recently, th- who was she with? Otis or something? No, no, Whatever. she was with um, our truth. Oh, with truth with the twenty four seven title. See, that was good. It, that was it was that good, was but it was it was it was nothing. Funny, it was a nothing did, thing. Funny, push her career clearly. No, definitely not. But uh, then quite the opposite my, of, no. my, my but, my no, issue I mean, with it is, 
she's come back and she's like, I'm not doing what you want anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be me. This is you? But, but, but that's not her. Again, we, we're living in a time where this is the reality era or whatever. Exactly. So we know you because we can see you on your social media. So for you to come out and say, yeah, this is me, well, that's a she lie. should have been like, oh, yeah, this is me. I'm in love with Corey Graves. And then they could have had him like, interfere in her matches or yeah. something. Or I don't know. Like, that would be amazing. Or like, be super biased be in all her matches. Let's get him involved. Yeah, yeah. get him yes. involved. Yeah. And not that she needs him, but no. I think she could play off of no, him and he could elevate her. Exactly. And I don't think he's the type to steal the spotlight away no, from her. Because he can't wrestle anymore, unfortunately, but he's amazing when he speaks. And she's. He, yeah, go back and watch his stuff. He's incredible. And, yeah. and I'm sure, like, yeah, she's learned. She's a great wrestler now. Like, I, I like her wrestling. She's. But you're right. This character is yeah. just not working. And I hope that it goes in some different direction. But at the same time, you throw her right into the title picture with an undeveloped character against someone who can't talk. Mm. It's the battle of the speechless. It's, it's a yeah. speechless heel it's battle. A bad you can't promo have two heels. A battle. You know, like <laughs> bad promo battle starting with me. I'll introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WWF. Or AEW. Well, don't say AEW. Don't say AEW. Welcome to AEW. Speaking of AEW. I think we should move on to our, our, our resident AEW master, an AEW guru, uh, Jordan, and end us off here. Um, Finish us off. Oh, oh, oh yeah, mm. sure. Well, I don't think I ever want to finish you off, Jason. No offense, mate. Have a nice milk. Um, so yes, I, I will give you my one good, one bad. But first, I will delve into the recesses of AEW first. Um, there was a couple of things that were actually really, really good from AEW this week, um, and a couple of things that were pretty crap, if I'm being honest. They have, crap. they have, um, it's not a pay per view. It's still dynamite, but it's kind of like a pay per view. It's kind of like when uh, NXT did Halloween Havoc. It's still on a Wednesday. So it's not a pay per view on a Saturday Sunday night type thing, but it's it's their big, um, their big night for championship matches and stuff like that um, coming. And we've got John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Um, That's all they need. That's what everyone's betting. Nothing else matters right now. Not really, but <laughs> I I really hope Kenny wins because I'm now bored of John Moxley's promos. Uh, I think watching him in the ring is great. He's always entertaining, but I'm sick of just the same drivel every single time. And I guess that's because he's been champion for a year and he's used the same material for the last year. Um, he hasn't evolved the character at all. It's still like the same. He just talk- he hasn't really had anyone. He hasn't had great feuds, no, which is another big part no, of it, right? He, and- he hasn't. And this one's been good, to be fair. And maybe that's why I want Kenny to win is because the feud's been so good and Kenny's been... Um, so vocal on the mic and 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 I would love him to if if he were to lose I'd love him to go into like the other title picture yeah okay at some point you know mess around there yeah yeah. let Kenny Omega do something with like Cody or whatever yeah and then he can start coming back you know because he's still a beast of a character and he still belongs in the main title picture but I think I'd like to see him win it sometime in the next year and then come back to that main title picture later that's ideally that's what I was thinking I was hoping that this okay. was going to go, but also, who knows? I mean, if he keeps beefing with Kenny, I'll still watch it. Like It's interesting, because <laughs> I think 
I, I don't know where it'll go if I'm being honest. But this other, right, which is cool, this other team that I do want to talk about is Team Taz. Mm. They're smashing it, and I said it, I said it last week. They are AEW's answer to the Hurt business. Um, although they did that thing where now that they've got somebody else involved, they've changed the name of a character from Will Hobbs, which is the his name, to Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs is not a name for a wrestler. It's just... It, <laughs> It's a, I didn't it, even realize he had a different name because I didn't really know much about him. Yeah. So like when they said it, I was like, what? So I looked it up and I was like, oh, what? It's Will Hobbs <laughs> and now it's Powerhouse Hobbs. So it's weird. Yeah, I was like, how's he Powerhouse Hobbs? I, thought, I was like, why did they just leave it as Hobbs? Or, they, they, did, they talked about it briefly when they were on commentary together. Uh, and he said, mm. so Taz, why Powerhouse Hobbs? I thought his name was Will. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, but we, th- we thought this was better. And he's like, oh, um, all right. Um, so uh, the match is, and they just moved on. It was it was good, so good. But yeah, Team Taz is, is class just now, and this whole thing that he's got with you know he wants the FTW Championship to be m- meaningful again, and yeah, FTW uh, and all this kind of stuff. I, I'm really enjoying um, the the dynamic there, and obviously he's calling out management, so you could basically get anybody involved. You could have Kenny involved in that because he is one of the the VPs there. You've got Cody, you've got the Young Bucks as well. So this dynamic of Team Taz calling out management really works because there's so many people that could be involved in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving what they're doing. Um, okay, so one good, one bad. WWE, right? Pish, bollocks, good, bad, whatever. I'll start with my bad. Um, and it's. It's tough because I I watched Raw for the first time, like all of it. I said this to you guys. I watched all of it for the first time in a couple of years because it's slightly more difficult for me to watch all of it. Um, But anyway, I watched all of it. Um, My first bad is Retribution coming out twice in one show. Yeah, that's... (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, you're talking about, like, having Jay in multiple parts of the show. Yeah. Do we really need retribution no, in multiple parts of the show? Like, the, like, I understand what they're trying to do. They've tried to push the fact that Reckoning slash Mia Yim is also a, a character who can wrestle and, and fight and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But introduce it earlier. Like, what? why is it midway through a retribution match we're watching somebody else get involved and then there's another match out of the back of that? ridiculous and then the match itself was crap nothing actually happened which is a shame because actually both wrestlers you know both dana brooke she deserves so mia much yim. better than this yeah. this is it doesn't make any sense like, i don't know great. if you guys watch her in nxt but this is insane mia, like, mia yim was insane. i don't get it um but but nothing nothing okay. happened in the match and, and do we not just say like the division needs people like they don't exactly. have enough women right now and this is what you do with her you're sticking retribution and do nothing with her and then I don't know. That's it. Again, that's one of those things I'm frustrated. Nothing happens in the match. And then they run at each other in the first two settings and a mask falls off. So instantly, it's now no longer reckoning. It's Mia Yim, right? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to not recognize her? You fall off on purpose? So her mask, and I didn't notice this until it fell off. It's literally a face mask with a hole in the middle. Oh. So it literally go it goes behind her ears or whatever. There, there's nothing else to it. 
So she ran in and Dana Brooke hit her in the face and she tried to sell it as she obviously had to and her mask fell off. Well, yeah, right enough. Because it's a face mask. I thought it went round and like tied on or something. No, I like she did it on like the other guys to get rid of in it. the group. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, Those masks are not coming Slapjack off. Slapjack has a full goalie mask, pretty exactly. much. <laughs> Slapjack but, uh, gets better treatment. Exactly. That's just wrong. And he sucks. But yeah, so that was... He sucks. That was... um. That's my bad. Just the overuse of one team because they've got male and female characters and they think, oh, well, we'll use them to... I don't care about any of your characters, so don't use them at all. Get rid of them. Um, one thing I did want to bring up that um, it's not a bad, it's, it's a kind of medium. I just wanted to mention it. Did you guys see Jeff Hardy's head... Yeah, off oh the bottom stair in that match. I thought he was out. I thought, I was like, I, I thought that's done. it. He's dead. <laughs> like, I, why'd they do it there? Why there? I have no idea. I'm guessing that it was a Jeff moment, and he decided he was doing it. Like nobody said you should do this, but the minute he leapt off the thing, I went, "Wait, what about the ladder? Oh, uh, sorry, what about the stairs?" and I just kind of seen him, and the minute he landed, you see the back of his head crack off the bottom stair. I was like, he's dead. He's going to be. And he just gets up, and he's like, yeah, whatever. All right, yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was a little bit worried for one of my uh, old favourites, but he seemed to be okay. Um, Speaking of that match, the electrocution that happened during that match, how does that make any sense? He sticks the guitar in there and gets electrocuted like a Bugs Bunny yeah. cartoon? Uh-huh. What, did he, what did he stick into it? Wasn't it the, the neck of the guitar? Yeah, what's the neck of the guitar made of? Wood? Right. Is wood a conductor? <laughs> Metal no. and wood. Yeah, of This course. is what I'm saying. I'm like, the wooden... It's he so took a ridiculous. post and he sticks it in there so and then it gets... the neck like, of even your where guitar you put it, I don't know. is made of predominantly wood <laughs> and you go, you're going to tell me you got electrocuted through a bit of wood. Come on. Oh my God. It was so good though. So it was like, I was just like, what is this garbage? It's a shame so because dumb. I actually quite liked the concept of the match on the surface. So did I. Honestly, I the match it. wasn't horrible. Yeah. It's interesting because okay. when I, when I watched Elias come out, they said on commentary, oh, this is the third match, uh, third Symphony of Destruction match we've ever had. And Elias has been yes. in all three of them. And I'm like, yeah, because they've all I happened know. in the last two months. Like, and they keep saying it's the last match between those two. They've had Final Sympathy, yeah. them two before, like sympathy, sympathy symphony. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simp- they need some sympathy. I want to be a yeah. s- biggest yeah. simp match. Yeah, just are you a bigger simp for Pokimane or Belle Delphine, Jason? Uh, one of them scares me. <laughs> <laughs> they should both scare you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so my my one good, um, my one good is. Alexa Bliss. Um, mm. Alexa Bliss kicking. I, I'm obsessed. Her kicking off this show in the the way that she does is perfect. She has made such a big move from her um, her Lexi. previous gimmick to this, and yeah. it's paying off so well. Like it's different when you've got somebody like Carmela who comes out and has changed gimmick in theory drastically, but um, she's not selling it very well, I don't think, because I don't believe it. But this, 
I mean, her gimmick is now that she's demented with the soul of the fiend or whatever, which is total, you know, Harry Potter Hogwarts pish. And I'm <laughs> and I believe that more than Carmela in a leather catsuit or whatever. That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Funny. Like I'm believing it. Um, but yeah, the way she comes out, she's all like smiling and happy, even down to things like the way that she sits on the chair, cross-legged on the chair and everything. Everything is perfect. And I think she's really, really engaging me anyway in that story. The whole thing with Randy and the Fiend passing her back and forward, a little bit odd. Um, I, I don't know what I kind of thought about that. Lights go out, he's, he's holding her and he like gives her like... I like the whole Randy saying that, like, I found out what your weakness last time. Great. So I burned down your house. I don't know why he was holding and her. And now why was he not your just weakness like, is Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So he's going to burn her alive? <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. like, holy shit, Randy, you psychopath. Well, like, but I was like, that was just intriguing. The but lights, then he's just like The lights go her. out. So, Would it not be better if Randy just was like, you know, had her in like an almost headlock Should have gave her an RKO. Something like that. Like, lights come on, RKO. Okay. Boo. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> instantly. Um... But yeah, like, just I think Alexa Bliss is really, really doing well. Um, How much would you guys pay to have Randy Orton hold you like that? Um, seventeen dollars. Sixteen. That's less than you gave those streamers last week. You gave four hundred dollars US to those strange people, and you wouldn't let, you wouldn't pay more to have Randy Orton hold you like a little Alexa Bliss doll. Jason, no. I'll hold you for seventeen dollars. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> seventeen dollars. How much to finish pocket, me off, right? though? <laughs> and well the four jobbers got explicit it's Lovely. nice to know that Jordan holding you would make you that close though like, you just have to reach around and that's it like, you're already that you're like whoa <laughs> so uh is that noise oh my god <laughs> that whistle Jeez. that's like an Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I'm so nobody touched on what ended up being my uh, milk milk match of the week can I Have guess nice what it is? Yeah, you can guess. Uh, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I, I mean, I'm going to guess it was... Sammy? Oh, no. We did talk about it. What? Zero guess. Couldn't I couldn't even... even think of a match. I don't know. Was, it, was it Roman? Oh, no. Roman it was Kevin Owens and Jay? Zoe. I mean, hey, uh, yeah. Jay Russo. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Zoe. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Although, like I said, strong contenders. I almost gave it to the Symphony of Destruction match just because I thought it was really interesting and creative. And there was that fun bit with R Truth and all the jobbers in the middle. Great moment for Jordan when Drew Gulak got like kicked in the head. Uh, <laughs> lovely, lovely. But I got to stay uh, kind of generic this week and go with the triple threat match between AJ Styles, oh, Keith yeah. Lee, and Riddle. This was a great great match all three guys looked good at times they looked uh threatening they looked like they could win i do believe the correct person won because i think both lee and riddle i like both of them they both need a bit more time in the oven a couple more minutes before i can reasonably believe (laughs) like keith lee if i think uh, i think riddle's already baked Ah, uh, maybe. There yeah. you go. Is he supposed to be high? Is that his gimmick? I think he's supposed to be just very aloof and just very a, uh, California. There was a promo. Like, he's talking to Keith Lee, yeah. There's a promo he does with um, it was MVP, and he's talking about how a gardener's going to come and do his weeds or something. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, you pay somebody, man, he'd come and do your weeds, and, you know, you might get the munchies. 
and it's like, <laughs> what are you on about? So that's what. The, so it is that I missed that because the one I was talking about now is with. I think it was a promo with Keith Lee where they're talking together and all of a sudden he kind of like spaces out and like zooms in on him and then Keith Lee walks away. Yeah. And it like and pans out and he's just alone and he's, and he's like, yeah. and he's just like unaffected. I don't know. It's just, so, it's so good. He's definitely I don't high. know, but if he's supposed to be high, it's really funny. I haven't liked Riddle until I heard that. Now I'm starting to like him a little more. If he's the batted superstar, I, I think, that's think I think he's, yeah, that's definitely what they're going for. <laughs> I could see Keith eventually being elevated to being like, yeah, I could absolutely see him being a physical match. For Drew McIntyre, and I like that AJ was kind of trying to push the Miz to cash in because yes. you know being a little yes. bit of a rap, and he knows he can beat the Miz more than he could beat Drew McIntyre. But the match itself was class. I think I, I think the right person won. But uh, as much as I've had issues with Keith Lee's booking since he's been up on Raw, uh, he still looked good. Riddle looked mm-hmm. good, and it was a good way to sort of. Give us something, I guess, for TLC. If I, this is what I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's going to be AJ Styles versus Drew at TLC. Mm-hmm. But why does Riddle get this triple threat match to go into the heavyweight title, loses it, and then is told, now you're going to fight Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title? That is a great question. I think... I, I quit. Does not I, diminish the U.S. title? Like, why... you? Couldn't you have not put him in that triple threat then, even though he did a really good job in it? Well, did you Could see you the, not have put did somebody you see else? the promo between him and With, MVP? Where he... Because after the match, sure, must have. after the match, yeah. there was he was backstage like, oh, I'm, I'm sore. An MVP appeared and was like, oh, so you were pesh. You know, you lost, you idiot. And he's like, oh, right. get a gardener and eat the munchies and all this kind of stuff. And started chatting nonsense. And MVP pushed him. And then he got an MVP's face. And then he was put in the, the yeah. Bobby Locke. It, it's not that it, it's so. not completely nonsensical in what they showed us in terms of the promos and stuff. They kind of wrapped it up to make some sense. I'm just saying, personally, I don't like the fact that he's in the in the world title triple threat match to become a number one contender or whatever loses it and then is like okay well now i'm in the u.s title match i just don't like that and even though there is that story there uh, i don't okay. like the fact that you you have to you drop all the way down to this other title like it just doesn't seem as impactful or meaningful to me and i don't give him a big chance to win that match for sure why not have some sort of storyline between those two building up like something like that lose a different match and then yeah you're a, you're a loser go for him fight him whatever because you're just a you're high all the time you're not going to win and put someone else in that triple threat who I thought could have won the match. I don't know. That's just my no, my thoughts. That's on, fair. You know, that's fair. I would reasonable. have done. I would have done. I would have moved the pieces on on the chessboard a little differently fair. in that storyline to not have Riddle lose and then drop into another title match. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. My um my favorite thing about the that entire section or segment or whatever it's called uh, was at the end of the match. Um, obviously Drew is cutting about, you know, watching what's going on. And he gets involved just before there's the... Um... Oh, no, my apologies. Is it then? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, no, sorry. It's after that. My apologies. I'm, I'm getting my, my facts wrong here. It's after the tag team match when uh, AJ is on commentary and he is trying to push Miz to, to cash in. Mm. And uh, he, he's, you know, he's trying to do that. And then Drew gets up and Claymore is everybody in sight. And uh, 
AJ is standing with Omos at, on the ramp and Drew just leans over the rope. <laughs> just leans over the rope and just goes, Aye, jackass and the beanstalk. <laughs> and I just thought, it's perfect. That's, Absolutely perfect yeah. way to end the show by him just going, jackass <laughs> and the beanstalk. I love it. It is also pretty great. Uh, any any segment, because uh, Riddle also had a segment with AJ and Omos about like a rabbit or something. Rabbits don't skip, they hop. It's freaking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It just anytime Omos is there, it looks like it's two toddlers chatting next to yeah. a regular yeah, size so person. It's, I didn't it's realize great. that um, that he, because I, I, I looked him up because I wanted to know more about him. I didn't realize that he was the big ma- massive ninja that followed... Um, Tozawa around a few months ago. He's worn many hats. He was a, yeah, he was yeah. a ninja. He was a, the bodyguard for uh, the, the now actually well and buried Raw Underground. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's uh, AJ Styles' friend. R.I.P. So what was... There was a, there was a part where um, Keith Lee and Sheamus are having a promo. And I think Keith Lee says something like, I know you're going to turn on him. Something, something, something. So are they teasing a Drew-Sheamus thing later? Because... Seems I don't know where way. they're going to go with the title and AJ Lee and AJ Lee, uh, AJ Lee, AJ Lee, <laughs> AJ, Lee. <laughs> AJ Styles <laughs> and the Miz going off in their direction. If Drew were to drop the title at some point, uh, it would be him and against Sheamus, I would figure. But I was always hoping that once Drew's had a good title run and they want to put someone else in the picture for a bit, I thought him and Sheamus could tag at some point. Not only would it be funny, but that's like Brothers of Destruction style, right? That's two legit stars that are going to be you know, brogue kicking and claymoring through the entire division. Hopefully that's a ways away. I still want to see him as champion. But I don't know. I just thought it was weird that they were teasing a Sheamus, um, you know, coup against Drew. I, I get, like, I can see it coming. Yeah, absolutely. I think they are teasing it. I still don't really underst- like, understand the legitimacy of them as friends they're like ah oh, we, we go well back I'm like do you I, I didn't know that just because most people think you're from the same place yeah yeah it's like oh your friends they, they both have a different accent so they must be best pals you know, from back home like different, no. they have a different accent she was like getting super Irish on him anyway I think I just I don't know what they're gonna do with that that whole thing but Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, another thing I wanted to bring up. Why is Asuka in the women's tag title picture Ugh. at all? Like, can they not do something better with the women's champion <laughs> who is Asuka? <laughs> Whose face? Jordan, you're there. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Like, you're trying to... They seem to be trying to build Lana as... You're building Lana and Carmella and Asuka's in the tag yeah. division and she has the title. What is going on you're here? Two, yeah, the, the two people who you're building just now for, you know, legitimacy or whatever is Lana and Carmella. <laughs> two tall blondes. Way to go, Vince. Yeah, right? I don't get it. I, I just don't... <laughs> white blondes. I don't understand it. Especially when Lana still isn't actually winning anything. Yeah, she pinned Shayna, but she pinned her by falling on her. What do you think of that, Jason? Uh, I don't care about Lana at all. Uh, she beat Shayna. She fell on her and beat I her. I don't like this. Like I, she wins matches just by doing nothing. I don't know where it's gonna go. Oscar deserves so much better. She's such a badass wrestler. She could carry the whole damn division. 
and beat everyone yes. in a gauntlet match, and yet she's in this stupid <laughs> tag team match with Lana. It's she like so disrespectful. Yeah, she kind of has been carrying at she's least been, the Raw women's division. Not for even just months. carrying the division, she's also carrying all the shitty writers on her back, too, that constantly trying to push her underwater. She's so good. Go watch like anything she's done overseas or like she's just so good. Please make her a killer again. This is ridiculous. She's a legit tough person. Yes. She had to fight men her whole career and they would like be purposefully try to hurt her. So she had to survive through that for like she's a badass person. Yes. Yeah. The fact that they give her all this pish booking and she still looks good and makes it makes something out of it says how yeah, good she, she comes is. out laughing happy no, she's a fantastic dances. employee performer <laughs> oh, she'll yeah. do whatever she's got to yeah, yeah, do yeah. and make the best of it because she's she's one of the best of all time that's it yeah it's just a shame though because you've you know she's she is class but i just my lasting memory of her just now is her just going oh, yeah, sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's great <laughs> like don't get me wrong i she probably is speaking Japanese, and I'm being very offensive. But why Why does that need to be her thing just now? Why is it every week I need to see her just roaring in Japanese and then me go, oh, yeah. that's hilarious. She doesn't, she doesn't speak English. Let's, let's laugh Yeah, they her. could they could make her like just speak Japanese in a normal tone. Why not? Yeah, why not just make yeah, her exactly. speak in Japanese and then folk go, I don't know what she's And have saying. a translator or something it, or, yeah. or subtitles. Had, like commentators and Japanese commentary teams. That would be other sick if, you had, if, if right. she had her own commentator. So when she speaks or, or promos, he gets on there and he's like doing it live. Kind of like, like, um, like uh, uh, not that we should mention his name, but um, Del Rio's guy. Remember, he had his Ricardo. own... Ricardo. Alberto. Oop, don't say his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, just... Del, <clears throat> Del Repo. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like... Ricardo just, Rodriguez. That. Or uh, here, go back to uh, Umaga. Umaga had... That's um, a, a, Bulldogger. a manager. Because Umaga, <laughs> the character Umaga, Bulldogger. didn't speak English. Uh, a little bit of a... A little bit of the a human, yeah. Didn't either. Just someone to sort of <laughs> be the mouthpiece for. Umaga. He was called his handler. Yes, Umaga's his handler. handler. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, I mean, that was sign of the times as well, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the good old days, right? Yeah, two thousand and six, yeah. something yeah. like that. It's not that long ago, but it certainly was a very different time for WWE. Yeah. Oh, they, yes. they also had a mentally handicapped wrestler at the time. So. Well, they never oh, confirmed Eugene. that. Yeah. yeah. No, they, yeah, was... they they all but confirmed it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah. We, what do you guys think? Like, New Day and Hurt Business are still feuding against each other. How do you guys feel about it? I thought this was going to be wrapped up and moved on to something else. Is that just because they don't have other tag teams Again, to fight? there's no other tag teams, mate. Yeah. Who, who do you want them okay. to face? Yeah, I think, I think that's uh, exactly what's One thing I Shinsuke thought was interesting is in that <laughs> symphony of pish match, right? <laughs> Outcomes, Symphony of Pesh Symphony. R-Truth from the piano, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's reminding me of someone else, so I'll come back to it. Out comes him, and then a bunch of folks start running out, and one of them was Eric from the Viking Raiders, and I thought, ah, I totally forgot they were around. So Ivar, or whatever his name is, is obviously still injured, but Eric mm. is still cutting about, and you're not doing anything with him. You know who else uh, is in there? The Lucha House Party, a tag team. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> At least um, uh, Grand Metalik and uh, Lince Dorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the two. So they're a tag team, and you have them in the 24-7 title picture. What are you doing? Yeah. You can't then come over, and I'm not saying you guys are saying it. You can't then, WWE can't say, well, we got no tag teams. You have mm-hmm. one. They're, they can at least put on a good match. They're good wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. What, and, you know, again, Shinsuke and Cesaro have been absent from television for a month, two months. Ziggler yep. and Rude, great job giving them their first win in 10 years. Uh, <laughs> I, so. A surprise roll-up schmoz. No, yeah. but they needed a win because you need another yes, tag team with some legitimacy. So I don't mind that they won even via roll-up because they're also a ratty heel tag team. And I'd rather them beat someone else, though. Yes, I agree. I agree, but at least this is now another tag team that doesn't just lose until they suddenly win a title. Yeah, right. Yeah. There are tag teams in WWE. I think. Well, the the problem is we've named all of them, and that's about five. But they seem to do this thing where they would rather have two legitimate singles competitors together than an actual tag team. They don't, I, I don't ever see them push tag teams. And I don't know why. Is it because you make more money from two sets of merchandise, one for Rude, one for Ziggler? Than, it must be something because like, I mean, they've been more one. profitable during COVID than they've ever been before. They're making tons of money. The stock is going great. Everything's great. They're making so much, but they have the lightest roster they've ever had. It's just, that's another one of those things. It's just like another big company, publicly traded company. That's got all kinds of money, making more money than they were before, but is not investing it in their personnel, no. in my opinion. Unless there's a few superstars that are getting a huge boost <laughs> instead of just hiring, you know, a few more characters that we yeah, could enjoy. Or yeah. I don't know if people are still off because they're worried. Or like, I, I really don't know the situation. They're not very transparent with it, right? So mm-hmm. we get stuck with the pish. Very briefly, I wanted to ask one thing that. Um, I find interesting, and I've noticed it over the last few weeks, is they're really playing on the fact that they don't have an audience live. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you you couldn't have had The Fiend popping up in the middle of the crowd from behind the barrier and scaring mm-hmm. Randy, okay? But they've got this big screen up with, like, you know, some jobber's face on it, and he's, like, watching from home, and The Fiend pops up and goes, Wee! And Randy's like, oh, I'm scared. You've also then got our truth hiding inside a grand piano. Now, he can't hide inside a grand piano, so everybody would know if there was actually a live audience there that our truth was in the piano because they'd be able to see him, right? Yeah. What do you think about the fact that they're using the fact there's no audience to do some I think it's good. Um, you got to use spots. Take advantage of disadvantage. Yeah. So like I'd rather have a crowd. You, but. you mentioned it um, last week, I think, Jason, where they went through a different barricade than normal. Yeah, that's because that's because there's no crowd, like, and it's great because yeah. you didn't expect it. Every time he was in the timekeeper area, it's like, oh, here we go. Oh my god, it went through the timekeeper barrier. Oh my god! But we yeah. didn't know it was gonna happen there. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's slightly different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they're gonna change the like Tom Phillips when I don't remember who it was went over the barricade into like the now into like the out outside where the crowd would be mm-hmm. he was talking about how it was like it's as if he fell into hell and it was like on fire like <laughs> yeah, the, he was trying to sell it as if like once you're over that barricade you're it's dead. fucking you're, yeah. that's like yeah you're in the WWE <laughs> universe you're to float off into space and die I was like oh my god I was like did he just fall on the floor yeah. like 
Or you just trying to sell it as if it was this crazy thing. So I don't know. Maybe that's a new thing. Yeah. Oh my god! If you fall over the barricade, it's like going through five tables. I like I I like it. I think it's it's different to see something. Yeah, new. So it's not just the timekeeper area type thing over and over. But it's uh, it's just a little bit odd when you're sitting watching and you can see a bunch of people on a screen mm. and then somebody pops up and you know they are not seeing it. Obviously, yeah, uh, it's just a little bit disconcerting, perhaps. Speaking of being on a screen, did you guys notice the way Roman Reigns was watching the TV this week? Yes. Like a normal fucking human being. He was sitting in front of the TV and they shot it from an angle. Like, he's the first superstar I think I've ever seen watch a television set correctly. Not not, not standing and <laughs> standing like, like two feet yeah. from it. Over his shoulder. Yes, two feet from like Michael Scott, yeah. like with his six inch uh, <laughs> plasma. Do you know, my favorite thing about that though is, and this is again, we, we talk about him pretty much every week and how much he amplifies the situation. Paul Heyman is sitting there. And his eyes do not move away from Roman. He doesn't look at the screen once. It's true. He, he's point. watching the reaction from Roman. And I think that is more important. He is, he's not involved, or sorry, not interested in what's going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. He's only interested in Roman. That's his focus. And I That's love crazy. that. He's sitting watching That's him sick. like, what is he going to, you know, what's his reaction? What's going on? What can I do? What do I need to do? Is he going to make me do something? You know, all this kind of stuff. I love that. I think it's class. If the commentators aren't pointing that out, I don't know if they did, so I don't want to shit on them because I'm not sure, but that's definitely something they should be pointing uh, yeah, out. And absolutely. Saying it like that, you know, like in a, in a way that tells us the story behind it. Like, anyway, that's my thoughts. I think that's all I had for this week. Is there anything else you guys have? I mean, we're running pretty late. I don't know if you guys want to talk about uh, Jason's homework of the week, or if we want to move away from that, I mean, I think uh, we there was a lot of wrestling this week and a lot of stuff that we've yeah, obviously I think managed we did to a really good job with that. Managed to talk about. We might need to uh, we might need to just leave it. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to rush the Undertaker. No, no he can't. never rushes his entrances, and we should not rush uh, no. his moments. No, it is something that we can come back to, of course. At, uh, hmm. Any the dead man will always really. be relevant. Exactly, exactly. We can come back to it any time. Um, There's no new moments to add to the list, so let's go ahead and you can fine-tune the list that you have prepared already. Exactly. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Four Jobbers podcast. That is what it's called, I'm pretty sure. And if you've listened to this point, reach out to me personally through a DM, and maybe I'll give you a surprise, a little present for anyone that listened this far. You can reach out to us. Hi. Or no, hello at the fourjobbers.com. <laughs> hello at the fourjobbers.com, at the fourjobbers on social media. I was joined by the Wax Mamba, the body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Dees, Jason, they hate Jason, and myself, Ginger Heat, on behalf of also the vegan dandy. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a baby? Yeah, it was, that was the vegan dandy's baby. <laughs> I thought it was the vegan dandy. Class. Right. I am Beautiful. ending my recording.